It's good to be back on Search the Scriptures. We want to welcome all of our, all of our listeners. We just appreciate you being there so much. And our prayer is that as we study together each day on the program, that you're learning God's Word better, and that as you do that, your faith in God is growing. It should happen that way, because faith does come by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. And so we pray that that is happening for you. And as your faith grows, well, you should come closer to God, and you should be better equipped to make your decision to come to God all the way, His way, for forgiveness and salvation through His Son, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We pray that the program is helping you toward that end. We really do. We want to encourage you to have a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper ready, and be ready to jot down the information at the end of the program today as to how to contact us so that you can receive a copy of today's program on CD for free, and also a copy of the Bible study that we send out through the regular mail all over the country. And again, that is for free. In both cases, we pay the postage. We don't ever charge anybody to study God's Word with us. Right. We just want to make the opportunity available to you and make it as easy as possible. So have that pencil or pen and piece of paper uh, ready, and uh, we'll give you that information at the end of the program today. Good to be back with Dwayne Kennedy again. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be on the program with you. It's good to be speaking to and studying with those of you who are listening to us. And if this is your first time, welcome to the program. Glad you are joining our study. For those who have been listening for some time, welcome again. And thank you for your encouragement, uh, all the responses that you make by email, and just for listening to the program. And you know, Gary, it's a good thing to study God's Word and to apply it to your life. It just, it just makes your day better. And to know that you have been doing that for some time, even when things are not going so good in other ways, you know, even if there are problems and we do face problems every day, but it's good to know that at least my soul is in the right place. And the only way that we can be assured of that is by a continual study of God's word and more involved personally putting that study of God's word into application in our lives. Thank you for listening to the program today. Well said. Well said. We're missing Dennis on the program again today. Uh, we, he's got a scheduling conflict. Uh, he'll be back with us prayerfully soon. And uh, we'll enjoy his being here and adding his uh, knowledge and ability to share the teachings of God's Word with all of our listeners. Amen. Dwayne, we're going to continue in this study that we are really about halfway through, and that is some things that we need to keep. Now, you know, we might think of this from different perspectives when we're talking about things to keep. There are always times when people go through things in their lives Sometimes it might be mementos. Sometimes it might be pieces of clothing. Maybe somebody might say, well, you know, I've got some things. I, I you know, repaired some particular uh, piece of equipment and uh, I've got some parts here. I've got the old piece of equipment. I wonder if I need to keep some of that. Or maybe I, you know, repaired the backyard fence and I got some leftover lumber here. I wonder how much of that I ought to keep. Yeah. And it goes on and on like that. Uh, people keep all kinds of things. They may keep old letters. They may keep uh, 
uh, notes that have been sent to them, articles, things they've studied in school from time to time. It goes, again, just goes on and on, and different people keep different kinds of things. Right. But we're not talking about really that kind of keeping. We're talking about keeping things, keeping matters that have to do with our obedience yes. to God and his teachings. We need to be faithful, productive Christians. And in order to do that, there are some things that we need to keep. Now, we need to keep the words of Jesus. We've seen that. And that's really up front, first and foremost. Yes. We need to keep the teachings of Jesus. That means not just hearing them, not just believing them even, but we need to obey those teachings. We need to live by those teachings. And that's the sense of keeping them that is expressed repeatedly in Scripture. John chapter 8 and verse 51. Luke 11 verses 27 and 28. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. And keep it. Revelation 1 and verse 3. Very similar. Well, we also noted that as the church, as faithful followers of God, if we're going to be faithful, then we also need to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, Ephesians 4 and verse 3. That's right. And that is that as the Lord's followers, as his body, as the church, we need to maintain unity between us. Amen. In fact, if we do not maintain unity, that indicates that we've got real spiritual problems in our life. Indeed, Gary, and we have not really learned or not, may not be putting into practice the very things that Christ came to do. Yes. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10, the Apostle Paul dealt directly with the Corinthians as to their problem of disunity. Right. He came back and hit it again in chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. When he wrote to the Philippians, he, he brought the same message out in Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And that beautiful text in John chapter 17, the prayer of Jesus on the night of his betrayal, we looked at verse 21 in particular and saw where Jesus prayed that his followers would be as united as he and the Father are united. A wonderful passage. It is. An example for us. Yes, that is the example, that is the standard for us. That tells us just how united Jesus expects us to be. That's a complete unity. Right. Because nobody should be able to entertain the idea that Jesus and God, the Father, are not completely united. They are. Well, let's turn to Jude and there's only one chapter in that short letter. Look at verse 21. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Well, that says a mouthful. <laughs> yes, indeed. Now, some people might say, well, a mouthful, I, I think that's pretty easy to understand. Well, if we're really going to keep ourselves in the love of God, you're talking about a tremendous commitment there. That's right. 
It's not just saying some high-sounding words or acting all warm and fuzzy with each other. But we're talking about a commitment that goes with the understanding of keeping ourselves in the love of God. There are a whole lot of people who say, I love God, who don't keep themselves in the love of God. That's right. Because of the way they live. They don't demonstrate that they're in the love of God. They may say the right thing, but they're not living like it. God has not called us to an on with him and then off with him and then back on with him kind of relationship. No, no. Now, in John chapter 3 and verse 16, perhaps the most familiar passage in the entire Bible, Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, that particular sacrifice that is being described there, God giving his only begotten Son, is prefaced by God's love for mankind. That's right. God so loved the world. God demonstrated his love, didn't he? He did. In fact, in Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, it says exactly that. But God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God demonstrated his love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Not when we were good enough, Christ died for us. That's right. Not when we had it coming or deserved it or should have, been, should have been able to expect it, but when we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And you know, in the sixth verse, I believe, in that particular text, Romans chapter 5, it talks about the fact that Christ died for the ungodly, doesn't yes. it? We didn't look good at all. No. <laughs> We were ugly. Yeah, yeah, because of our sin. Yes. In fact, down in verse 10, doesn't it say that we were hit God's enemies? We were enemies. Because of, his sin, because of our sin? That's right. And when we look at how three different ways Paul describes us in a negative, a tremendous negative there, ungodly, sinners, enemies of God, all of that's because of our sin, and still... God loved us enough to send Christ to die for us. Amen. That ought to impress, impress us to no end, to no end. But not just impress us emotionally, it ought to impress us to the point that we do something positive about it. That's right, Gary. That's the great point that I believe this study is making, that we do something in response there was something that we need to keep in response. Yes. God demonstrated his love toward us. He sent Christ. He demonstrated his love. Now, if we're going to keep ourselves, keep ourselves in the love of God, Jude, Jude chapter 1, verse 21, then we're going to have to do something about the fact that God loved us so much that he sent Christ to that cross to die for us when we were still sinners, when we were ungodly, when we were God's enemies. That's right. In 1 John chapter 4 and verse 9, what does John say along this line? And this, the love of God, was manifested toward us that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. 
God's love was manifested toward us. What does that word manifested mean? Made known, revealed, brought to awareness. Yes. So it was brought forth. It was demonstrated as a good word again. But you, you said it very well. Revealed. It was brought out. It was made known to us. Yes. How? By sending Christ to the cross to die for us. Amen. That was God's love. He demonstrated his love for us. Now, Jesus put it succinctly in John chapter 15 in verses 9 and 10. This should be our response to God's love that God demonstrated by sending Christ to the cross for us. Amen. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So as the Father loved me, I have also loved you. Now once again, we come to this, this idea, this concept, abide in my love. That's another way of saying what we read in Jude 1 and verse 21. We need to keep ourselves in the love of God. We're Amen. talking about things we need to keep. We need to keep ourselves in the love of God. Now, Dwayne, again, I think a lot of people have a difficult time understanding that keeping ourselves in the love of God, abiding in Christ's love, is not just some warm, fuzzy thing. Or something that we say to get a certain response. If, if by saying it, that God is saying, oh, well, that's great. Yes. Oh, I love God. I love Jesus. Uh, I'm keeping myself in the love of God. Now, some people might take that as God loves me. Right. And I'm staying in God's love. Well, there's more to it than just declaring that you love God and God loves you. There's, there's a matter of how do we demonstrate. God demonstrated his love for us in sending Christ to the cross to die for us. Good point. How do we demonstrate our love for God? Exactly. John chapter 14 and verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. That's put succinctly. <laughs> yeah. Jesus pretty much erased any wonder, didn't he, no. about how yeah, we are to demonstrate our love for God. And for Christ, if you love me, keep my commandments. The sense being, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. That's right. There's something else we've got to keep, isn't it? That's right. His teachings, his commandments. Now, what about verse 21 of John chapter 14? He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. It's easy to understand how I, I can keep myself in the love of God from what Jesus said there in verse 21 of John chapter 14. That's right. He who has my commandments and keeps them, that means obey them, live by them consistently, regularly, it is he who loves me. If I want to keep, in the, keep myself in the love of God, I'm going to have to live by his commandments. Exactly. I, it's not going to be enough to just say how much I love God, to say how much God loves me, but I'm going to have to keep his commandments. 
And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. And what's a standard by which we demonstrate our love for God, our love for Christ? Jesus says right there, you keep my commandments. That's right. Keep his word. You live by his teachings. What about verse 23? If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. So if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. Yes. You know, people like wiggle room. Well, if it doesn't say it exactly, then, you know, I, I don't think we have to understand it that way. Well, it says it exactly there. Can't wiggle here. Jesus says, he, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. It doesn't say he should or he might or he ought to. It says he will keep my word. He will live in obedience to my teachings if he truly loves me. And then... Based on that is the understanding. My father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. That's right. If we don't keep his commandments, then we cannot expect God to love us in the way that Jesus is, is describing here. That's right. That his love will be that cover for us. Now go to verse 24. What does that say? He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. So this is from God, this teaching that Jesus is giving here. Not just something Jesus is making up on his own. No. This is from God. This, is, this word is not mine. What you, this word which you hear is not mine, but it's the Father's who sent me. That's right. I'm telling you what comes right from the throne room of heaven, he's saying. He who does not love me does not keep my words. So when someone says, oh, oh, I know I need to do different. I know I need to obey this or I need to live by this teaching. I, I know I need to get my life straight. But I, I love Jesus so much. Jesus says, the one who does not keep my words, the one who does not love me does not keep my words. The sense being, you don't keep my words, you don't love me. That's right. That person has not arrived at the love of God as they might suppose. Yes. What about 1 John chapter 5 and verse 3? For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. We keep reading the same thing, don't we? Yes, we do. This is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. In fact, you know, Dwayne, John's first letter there, the first letter of John, is a quite a treatise on love and keeping God's commandments. Yes, it is. You read that over and over and over again. John talks about how we ought to love one another and keep God's commandments. It's difficult to misunderstand this with the emphasis, the repeating of the same idea. It's all important though. We need to hear that over and over again. It ought to get through our thick heads, shouldn't it? Yes. Yeah. Second John, chapter one, verse six. This is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment, that as you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. This is love, that we should keep his commandments. 
Now, when we go back to Jude chapter 1 and verse 21 again, what does Jude say there? Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Keep yourselves in the love of God. I think we've read enough passages of scripture from enough different places here to easily understand that keeping ourselves in the love of God requires keeping God's commandments, Amen. living by his teachings faithfully and consistently, not just doing it one time, but living by those teachings, applying them to our lives on a daily basis. That is central to keeping ourselves in the love of God. Keeping ourselves in the love of God is not just from God to us. What we're seeing here over and over and over again is we have something to do in the equation. That's right. This is also from us to God. Right. And it's not burdensome. It's not difficult. We get good at it as we practice it more and more. Yeah, as we live by that standard. That's right. Living by God's teachings, being obedient to those teachings. That's basic to our demonstrating to God our love for him. Amen. As he demonstrated to us his love for us by sending Christ to the cross to die on our behalf, to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. He demonstrated his love toward us. We need to demonstrate our love toward him. And that is going to include necessarily our living faithfully, obediently by his teachings. Amen. Well, we're going to look a little further in our next program at some things we need to keep. We do hope that you'll contact us right away and ask for this free Bible study that we always offer. And when we say free, we mean exactly that. We'll take care of the postage as well. And again, you can receive a copy of today's program on CD for free. And again, we'll pay the postage just for asking for it. Why not contact us right now?